Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, invites you to be the informed patient with the podcast that features experts from Central New York's only academic medical center. I'm your host, Amber Smith. Starting early in the pandemic, one thing that stood out was that the coronavirus seemed to be more severe in people who were overweight or obese. Recent research shows that the virus actually infects fat cells and certain immune cells within body fat. I've asked Dr. Timothy Shope for help understanding this research. Dr. Shope is the Chief of Bariatric Surgery at Upstate. Thank you for making time for this interview, Dr. Shope. Thank you for having me, Amber. Now, didn't most medical experts assume that people who were overweight or obese got sicker from COVID-19 because of other health conditions that they had, such as diabetes? That's generally true. Um, we weren't certain exactly if it was the virus itself or the comorbid conditions that come along uh, with uh, being obese that was most important. So were you surprised about this research that was um, showing that the virus infects fat cells and immune cells? Somewhat. Uh, we've known for many years that uh, viruses can certainly live in adipose tissue. Uh, the virus that causes HIV, for example, uh, the standard flu virus, uh, both of these can live uh, in fatty tissue. Um, this virus in particular, uh, however, also appears to be able to evade some of the body's innate uh, defenses a little bit better. Uh, and it probably directly infects some of the immune cells that are uh, in the fatty tissue. Now, you use the word adipose tissue. Is that fatty tissue, another word for fatty tissue? It is, and it's, it's the uh, medical or scientific word for fatty tissue. Does this adipose tissue, does it do anything in the body, or what, what do we know about it? Does it have a role? It does have a role. Um, generally speaking, it's historically been considered a place where we can store uh, energy. Uh, it's a place where uh, we can essentially insulate ourselves. Um, but more recently, we start to think about this as essentially an endocrine organ uh, in that it generates um, substances called cytokines uh, that send a signal to other cells and cause those other cells to respond. Um, most of these um, signals that it sends out cause a low-grade chronic inflammatory state in the body. Wow, interesting. I've I've heard that um, the fat that surrounds internal organs, the visceral fat, I guess it's called, is the most dangerous. Is that still the case? Is that still the belief? This is so. This is called visceral adiposity, uh, and yes, it is considered to be certainly much more of a risk factor for multiple medical problems such as diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, problems with cholesterol and lipids. Um, we think that it has an especially high uh, capacity for creating that inflammatory state that I mentioned earlier. Okay. And in terms of where the the fat accumulates in the body, there's no um, rhyme or reason sometimes. It feels like that, you know, weight is going on in different areas of the body. Do we have any control over where it ends up? Uh, largely, no. Uh, some of that is genetically based. Um, this visceral adiposity that we're talking about is is largely the fat that you can't see on a person. It's the fat that's in and around the organs, particularly in the abdominal cavity, but also in the chest as well. Well, the research that made headlines recently came from scientists at Stanford University School of Medicine, and it helped confirm some similar findings of researchers at Weill Cornell Medicine in New York and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. You were not part of these studies, but can you explain how this research was done? 
Sure, and I was not part of the studies, uh, and I think it's also important to mention that this has not yet been published in a, uh, a peer reviewed journal, um, but the data does seem compelling. Uh, basically, these scientists took some fat cells that they obtained from human surgical specimens, uh, patients that were undergoing uh, weight loss surgery, undergoing cardiac surgery, and they were able to take those cells, culture them in a lab, and then directly infect them with the coronavirus. They then were able to identify that the macrophages, those immune cells in that adipose tissue, were also able to become infected. Uh, and that that led to a substantial inflammatory response, uh, which we believe likely creates a systemic response. Um, it, they identified an increase in the markers that are present in patients that have severe disease, patients that are in the ICU for other reasons, uh, patients that have progressive disease, for example. Uh, and then subsequently, they were able to find evidence of the virus in the adipose tissue from autopsy specimens from patients that were known to have died with COVID. They then felt that the, uh, this adipose tissue was basically a relatively safe harbor for the virus and that it allowed it for it to increase uh, the negative effects of that inflammatory response. If this is all true, uh, then we could use that adipose tissue and those immune cells in the adipose tissue as a target for treatment. That's why it's important. Interesting. Now, the, the immune cells, the macrophages, mm -hmm. if they develop a robust inflammatory response to a coronavirus infection, does that mean that the person's got an immune system that's working well? Maybe. The inflammatory response is certainly needed to fight off uh, a normal infection and to promote healing uh, and just to maintain a healthy individual. Uh, the problem is when this becomes unregulated um, or it responds too vigorously, um, it can then damage normal cells and tissue, uh, and that's going to then promote more inflammation, and it's going to set off this dangerous sort of self-propagating cycle. Can you help us understand why someone who's overweight and has a strong immune response to COVID-19 is at risk for dying or for a lengthy and severe illness? You mentioned cytokine storm earlier, and that has something to do with the fat cells. Can you explain that again? Well, we think that the researchers think, and, and this, this idea of, of a storm of these cytokines. So these cytokines are, again, inflammatory mediators that send a signal from one cell to another. Uh, and if those, that signal then causes more inflammation, it's gonna, again, be this self-propagating cycle. It seems that uh, th those folks that uh, are overweight or, or classified as obese will have additionally those medical troubles we talked about earlier, diabetes, high blood pressure, primary problems with their lungs and other organs. So does this research, and I understand it hasn't been published in a peer-reviewed journal yet, but does this research, is it leading to a consensus for why patients with excess pounds are more vulnerable? I think there, we're all sort of understanding that obesity is a risk factor for a lot of medical problems, uh, including new ones or ones that we haven't yet experienced, unfortunately. Um, and I think that, you know, controlling that obesity prior to having experiencing some of these other troubles is really the key to this. This is Upstate's The Informed Patient Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Smith. I'm talking with Dr. Timothy Shope. He's the Chief of Bariatric Surgery at Upstate, and we're talking about research showing that the coronavirus infects fat cells and certain immune cells in the body fat. I'd like to ask you about bariatric surgery patients in COVID-19. 
I wanted to ask you to tell us about research that compares people who had bariatric surgery with those who qualified for it but did not have the surgery. Sure, there were some actually uh, recently published studies just within the past few months from New York City and also from the Cleveland Clinic. Um, patients that had bariatric surgery compared to a group of patients that um, were eligible for bariatric surgery but did not have the procedure were less likely to be admitted uh, to the hospital, less likely to require ICU care. They had shorter ICU care length of stay if they were in the ICU. Uh, they all had shorter overall lengths of stay. Uh, the Cleveland Clinic study also found that they were less likely to need dialysis. And both studies um, showed that they were less likely to have a death occur as a result of being infected with the virus. So what about bariatric surgery seems to be protective or what do you think it is? Well, I think it's probably both the, the loss of weight and the control of the comorbid conditions. Again, we know that even non-obese patients with advanced diabetes, non-obese patients with underlying medical troubles were more likely to die from this uh, virus. Um, so, so clearly the control of those medical troubles is part of it. Um, but also I think that this newer research showing that the virus can maybe have a safe harbor in excess adipose tissue, uh, you know, losing that, that extra tissue probably helped as well. What about vaccines? Do you think that the vaccines are as protective in people who are obese or overweight as in people who are at normal weight? Well, we've got no reason to believe that they're not. Um, they appear to be protective uh, and it doesn't appear that obesity is a reason to not become vaccinated. Um, there is some question out there about the dosages, but there's still no data to support that. Um, I think that the Dosage data may be more important uh, regarding medications to treat the disease, not to prevent the disease. Are people who are obese, are they considered at high risk? Would they be one of those categories that maybe would need uh, additional doses? Uh, hard to know yet. Uh, they're certainly at high risk, um, but uh, again, it's hard to know just exactly what that right dose is just yet. Well, let me ask you what you would say to people who have had bariatric surgery, um, as well as people who are overweight, in terms of how best to protect themselves during the pandemic. Uh, same thing that the rest of us would, uh, would uh, you know, the counsel that I would give to the rest of us, uh, make sure that you use appropriate hand hygiene, practice social distancing. Uh, it's appropriate in most cases for people to be vaccinated. Um, I think that for the obese patients, they also need to do whatever they can to lose weight and to control those uh, underlying medical conditions. Uh, most people are probably aware that there's uh, a largely a pause on surgical procedures uh, at this time based on the need to provide care for the COVID positive patients uh, across the country. Um, so right now we, we're not performing as many of these procedures as we'd like to, um, but that doesn't mean that the patients can't pursue other weight loss methods in the meantime doesn't mean that they can't uh, do their best to control their other underlying uh, medical problems. Well, thank you again for your time, Dr. Shope. Sure, thank you for having me. My guest has been Dr. Timothy Shope, the Chief of Bariatric Surgery at Upstate. The Informed Patient is a podcast covering health, science, and medicine brought to you by Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York. I'm your host, Amber Smith, thanking you for listening.